The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hi, I'm former Buffalo Bills wide receiver Don Beebe, and you're listening to Nate and the Fellas on Circling the Wagons podcast on the Buffalo Rumblings podcast network. Because nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Go Bills. Welcome to the Circling the Wagons podcast, a podcast discussing the Bills all year round with interviews, news, recaps, and insightful fan discussion. Here's your host and lifelong Bills fan, Nate. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I'm your host, Nate. Thank you so much for joining us. We have another great episode for you guys. We are talking anything and everything draft with you. Now, if you're following the podcast a couple of weeks ago, I had on the Buffalo Rumblings draft writing brain trust on the podcast. I had Dan Lavoy and Griff from the site to come on and talk uh, Bills draft prospects, guys that were commonly mocked to the Bills in the first few rounds. And in this episode, which is part two of that conversation, we do a seven round mock draft together. And what's great about this is uh, unlike you know talking about 10 to 15 other prospects like I do in the other episode, maybe even more, 20 prospects, I don't know. Um, this gives Dan and Griff a chance to really talk about why they choose, who they're choosing, what other players they like in each round. And it gives you an idea of who they like for sleepers and guys to really pay attention to later in the draft, past the third round. You're talking fifth, fourth, fifth, sixth, even though the Bills don't have a fourth round pick, uh, the fifth, sixth, seventh round guys and guys that uh, the Bills could possibly be interested in. Really great conversation. These guys are super knowledgeable. And again, like we said, you know, the more names that you hear and that we all hear going into the draft, uh, the more fun it'll be. You'll be like, yeah, I know that guy. I know that guy. I, I heard uh, I heard Griff mock him to the Bills in the fifth round. Great. I'm so happy that we have him. And you'll know why. So without further ado, Dan Lavoy and Griff from BuffaloRumblings.com. I'd like to do a quick mock draft. With you guys, go through seven rounds, and we can pick some players. We can talk about it. I can let you know who's available at each position. Um, and then, because 
I would love to, your insight as far as like sleepers go because I know there's guys that you that you like that are going to be available later in the draft, um, and this is kind of like one of those opportunities to to do that. Um, so what I'll do is is as I'll start this off. Obviously, we're drafting as the Bills, and in in each round, we're not going to do any trade ups because that would take days to do. Um, but how about I I'll start with you, Dan, uh, and then what I'll do is is I'll keep track of. Uh, of all of your picks as we go through. So, so you'll know, okay, did I take an edge defender the first round and so on and go forth from there and kind of get an idea of like you draft your team. Do you like it at the end and which players do you like, you know, going through? So um, hopefully it'll only take a few minutes, but let's, let's, uh, let's go through it. Yeah, let's roll. Um, So first thing I have to ask just in general, as it's going through the names, um, how happy are we that, uh, the Jets did not get the first overall pick, and we're not facing Trevor Lawrence twice a year. I mean, are we worried about that? Should we care? Should sh- are we worried that um, Zach Zach Wilson p- could potentially be pay- playing us twice a year? I mean, how do you guys feel about that? I wasn't super happy when the Dolphins drafted Tua last year, um, but it, it wasn't so bad his first season. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think about that whole dynamic? I, I mean. Trevor Lawrence is definitely a special player, um, kind of guy that can continually do amazing things in playoff situations. And so you always want to be, you know, aware of that and watch out. Uh, so given the choice between him and Zach Wilson, yeah, I'll, I'll take Zach Wilson. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty darn happy. Um, I think just as an, as a talent, as a physical talent, uh, there's very few quarter uh, quarterbacks that, that are, that compare. I mean, obviously, you know, uh, Trevor Lawrence isn't isn't Josh Allen even, but he's pretty darn close from from a talent perspective. Um, he can run. Uh, he can you know move well, moves well in the pocket. Uh, he's you know very very pro ready. Um, you know maybe not uh, maybe not all the way you know in terms of where he is in his progressions and everything, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm I think. There's definitely a step down from uh, Trevor Lawrence to every other quarterback in the draft. Okay, good. Well, I'm good. I'm glad that the uh, the Jets uh, won enough games to be out of that competition. So the tank for Trevor Lawrence. Um, so I'm looking at the Bills' first pick, number thirty in the first round. The top positions available, which I know you're not going to pick, are Travis Etienne, the running back out of Clemson. Uh, Javante Williams, a running back out of North Carolina. And then we also have, so now we're getting into other positions that you would consider. Caleb Farley, the cornerback out of Virginia Tech. Eric Stokes, the cornerback out of Georgia. Christian Bearmore, the uh, defensive tackle out of Alabama. Um, and then let me know if you want, Kadarius Tony is available, the wide receiver out of Florida. Um, let me know if you want any more positions or if you know already who you would draft um, from that position. I'll start with you, Griff. I or Dan. No, sorry, Dan. Go. You're first. Sorry. <laughs> I yeah. I I thought a little bit about the defensive tackle there, but um, I, I would go with Caleb Farley. Uh, I know he has had back surgery this spring, and that's got scouts feeling a little uneasy about like how's that going. Um, but uh, certainly he has the talent to be one of the best players, like one of the best cornerbacks in this draft. And I think there's definitely a step down from his level of talent to everybody else. So I would, I would roll with him at pick 30 personally. I want more positions. Who's that edge? 
Um, let's see. We have there's uh uh yeah, Owe is gone, Quiddy Pay is gone, yeah, Ronnie Perkins, Greg Rousseau out of Miami. Carlos Basham there? Carlos Basham is still there. That is my pick. Uh I think he is exactly kind of what the Bills are looking for in terms of body type, in terms of how he plays. He can play inside out. He's, you know, he's uh, even, he might even be a little bit better inside than he is outside, but um, just effort, strength, um, athleticism, agility. Yeah, I think he's exactly what the Bills would be looking for at that, you know, to kind of uh, add a little bit more pass rush. So you have Carlos Basham Jr., the defensive end out of Wake Forest, being taken in the second round. What we have available uh, currently at all positions. Hold on. Uh, we have. Christian Barrymore is still available, um, the defensive tackle out of Alabama. Amari Rogers, the wide receiver out of Clemson. Jalen Mayfield, the offensive tackle out of Michigan. Uh, Davion Nixon, defensive tackle out of Iowa. Jabril Cox, linebacker out of LSU. Brady Christensen, offensive tackle BYU. Brevin Jordan, the tight end out of Miami. Um, you went with the first pick, Dan Caleb Farley, the cornerback, um, what are you thinking with this next pick? Yeah, personally, this is where I pull the trigger on the defensive tackle at this point. Um, I, I think this is the right value here, and um, getting arguably the the best one in the draft in the second round is a no brainer for me. All right, Christian Bearmore for Dan. What about you, Griff? Yeah, it's his. That name definitely sticks out of that group. Um, he's a guy. That's a that's. Uh, that would be a case of uh, a guy falling, uh, just precipitous fall for no reason that you just have to jump on. Uh, I, it's it's hard to say it's hard to say no to that to that name sticking out. So yeah, I I agree. I would also take Christian Barmore. Yeah, that's the beauty of having like even in the first round with the thirtieth pick, um, there's always players every year that nobody ever predicts falling out past like twelve or fourteen or fifteen, and then all of a sudden yeah has a precipitous fall, like you mentioned. And that was that was Epinesa last year. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Let's see. So Christian Barrymore. So right now, uh, Dan, you've gone cornerback, defensive tackle. Uh, Griff, you've gone uh, defensive end and then defensive tackle. I mean, with this next pick, I mean, it's it's going through the selections right now. Is there a certain position you're kind of looking for? I mean, would you ever double up on a, on an edge defender? Or does that just seem a little gratuitous? Um, I mean, what, what, are you, what are you thinking now with this third round pick? I absolutely would double up on, on an edge defender because both of the, the team's, you know, starters are, are over the age of 34. Uh, so, um, you know, I think there's, you know, next year or maybe, maybe the year after the team has two edge defend two current edge defenders that are on the roster. Uh, so uh, I absolutely would double up, but I'm right now I'm looking at the corner depth. Uh, because that's uh, probably this is a third round seems like a sweet spot for that, and also the interior offensive line. So I'm definitely more in the spread the wealth camp. So I'll, I'll take a defensive tackle or a defensive end, and then I'll put it away and go somewhere else. <laughs> so uh, Dan, currently we have uh, as far as def- or, uh, as far as top prospects, we have running backs. Uh, do you want to? Is there a position group you're looking at? So I have running backs, then safety, cornerbacks. Um, you took a cornerback in the first round, so I doubt you're going to go back to it. Yeah. So at this point, uh, with a cornerback and and a defensive tackle, I'm I'm mainly looking at uh, like 
or what are the offensive line options available? Is there any like wide receiver or tight end who sticks out mm -hmm. or is there an edge that's kind of looking good? So the tight end, the, the highest ranked tight end is Hunter Long, the tight end of Boston College that you mentioned. Um, at offensive line, we're looking at James Hudson, the offensive tackle out of Cincinnati. Uh, Stone Forsythe, the offensive tackle out of Florida. Um, edge defender, you have Jordan Smith, which we mentioned earlier, defensive end out of UAB. Um, interior offensive lineman, Deontay Brown out of Alabama. Alan McNeil out of North Carolina State. Then we also have uh, Victor... Demu Demu KJ out of Duke. Does that sound right? <laughs> I think it's Demu KJ, but uh, my pronunciation webpage doesn't have an entry for him, which is <laughs> unfortunate. Uh, so apologies uh, if his if his family's listening in. But uh, yeah, I, I personally I, I think I would be rolling with uh, with James Hudson in this scenario, mm -hmm. and get me that kind of. Uh, player who he may be a right tackle he may be a guard um he he's, needs some work on his technique overall but that's fine in round three to get a guy who i think could eventually be a starter for this team all right james hudson the offensive tackle out of cincinnati griff what are you thinking all right uh what were the guards and the corners so corners i have olasia griffin the cornerback out of usc benjamin st just uh Cornerback out of Minnesota. Interior, you said interior offensive lineman, correct? Yep. Um, so they, do you want me to list the offensive tackles because they might be converted or don't even bother? Just go uh, interior. Yeah, list the tackles as well. Uh, so we have uh, James Hudson from Cincinnati, um, which is Dan's pick. Uh, Stone Forsyth. Uh, we have Deontay Brown out of Alabama. Aaron Banks out of Notre Dame. Off, uh, guard out of Notre Dame. Um, we have Kendrick Green out of Illinois. De Dante Smith out of East Carolina. Robert Hainsey out of uh, Notre Dame. The offensive tackle out of Notre Dame. Uh, I will go with Hunter Long. The other ones just seem like too far of a reach. Yeah, I you know uh, the tackle out of East Carolina. Um, I also like, but it's it's a little bit too too uh, far in the third round there. Um, and the corners, I it didn't sound like anyone anyone good was available there. So I'm gonna I'm gonna punt that pick because remember at the end of the day we still have Dane Jackson, still have Levi Wallace. The need is not crying um, exactly a corner. So now what what is the goal now? The the goal now is to add competition to those to those two. Yeah, and I it's funny because Brandon Bean always talks about you know drafting for best player available, but it's very clear that he's looking at the needs of his team with a lot of these early round picks. So um, yeah, that's, that's definitely a need, especially with, uh, with really, I mean, Tommy Sweeney is on the roster obviously, but, but still a seventh round pick from two years ago who was injured all of last year. So it's just not proven yet, but to add competition in there, I, that's a, that's a great call. I, I kind of would be uh, surprised if they didn't take a tight end at some point in the draft, um, you know, third round or beyond. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
All right, so we're going through the fourth round, which the Bills don't have any picks in the fourth round. We start in the fifth round. So right now, the board looks like uh, for you, Dan, you have picked Caleb Farley, the cornerback out of Virginia Tech in the first round, Christian Barrymore, the defensive tackle out of Alabama in the second round, and James Hudson, the offensive tackle out of Cincinnati in the third round. And Griff, I have you taking uh, Carlos Basham Jr., the defensive end out of Wake Forest in the first round, Christian Barrymore just like Dan did, and then Hunter Long, the tight end out of Boston College. So now we're looking at the fifth round, the first fifth round pick for the Bills at 161. Um, I'll, I'll give you the uh, the top names. We have uh, we have safety edge, cornerback, uh, safety edge, which you have not gone edge. Do you want edge picks or edge uh, options, Dan? Uh, let me see. I'm, I'm trying to follow along with my best guess here. So... Uh... Uh, I have Dalen uh, Hayes. I guess the player who I'm starting. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I, I, I think, uh, is Diablo on the safety from Virginia Tech. Yep, Divine Diablo is there. I'm going to take him, pair him up with his college teammate, and uh, he's going to be the well. He'll be the big nickel, or he'll be the backup linebacker for Matt Milano. Um, but this is, this is a college safety, but he's six three, two twenty six. Uh, outstanding athlete, and I I think at the minimum he's going to be a special teams guy like a Saran Neal early on. And the question with him is, can he develop into like a serious pa- sub package defender for the Bills? But that's the kind of thing I'm looking for in round five. Great. What about you, Griff? Are you looking at the same uh, area, or uh, do you want to hear something else? Uh, give me the corners. All right, the corners that we have available. Marco Wilson, the cornerback out of Florida. Kerry uh, Vincent Jr., the cornerback out of LSU. Bryce Thompson, the cornerback out of Tennessee. Thomas Graham Jr., out of Oregon. Shakur Brown, out of Michigan State. And uh, Demador Lenoir, out of Oregon. Uh, Vincent, out of LSU. Very, very, you know, not great size, right? Um, you know, some of a lot of people have been pegged to, to be a, a slot corner, but... If we're talking about stylistically a corner that's very similar to Tredavious White, um, very similar, like not the same, but very, very similar feet, um, similar short area quickness, you know, can stick. You know, the reason people think he's a really great uh, fit for the slot is not just his lack of size, but also his his hips and his and his feet that he can stick re- with shiftier receivers and stuff. And I think that's I think that's just as good a fit on the outside as it is in the inside in the, in the Bills defense. All right, so divine divine Diablo for Dan and uh Carrie Vincent Jr. or Carrie Vincent out of LSU. So we are at the second selection for the Buffalo Bills. The top positions we have right now are uh edge, uh safety, wide receiver, um which we haven't looked at wide receiver yet. Is that something that you might be interested in, Dan? I, I definitely start thinking about it at this point. Um, running back. I'm interested to know if uh, the edge rusher out of Northern Iowa, Ellerson Smith, is he on the board at this yes, point? Yes, he is. Ellerson Smith is still available. That that would be my pick at this point. Um, six foot six, two sixty two pounds. So he has he has the build to be a defensive end in the Bills system. He's a good athlete. Um, like again, we're talking about a guy who will play on special teams at the start and he's going to work his way into the defense. That's what I'm looking for. Awesome. Yeah. I think he kind of reminds me uh, a little bit of Max Crosby uh, to a lesser extent. 
um, a little bit stylistically, uh, definitely. Um, for me, is David Moore available? No, he's not available. Um, is Josh Palmer available for wide receiver for uh, for Tennessee? Josh Palmer is available. Yeah, I think he's a solid pick there. Um, I think he's got a guy that's. I think he's uh, got a little bit of inside out ability. He can play, you know, inside in a slot. He's surprisingly refined in terms of his his route running, in terms of his releases. Um, particularly, he can catch everything. You know, he's not gonna. He's not. He's got four or five speed, so he's not gonna threaten guys uh, deep down the field. But he has the ability to. To even though he's kind of a little bit taller than six one, he has the ability to to jump and get the ball kind of a big body, big body guy. His hands are just so, so good um, for that. I, I think he, that's, a, that's a solid fifth round pick um, and a guy that you can kind of add to the, to the wide receiver core. So now we are going to the sixth round pick for the Buffalo Bills. Dan, right now your team is looking like Caleb Farley, cornerback out of Virginia Tech, Christian Barrymore, the defensive tackle out of Alabama, James Hudson, the offensive tackle out of Cincinnati, Divine Diablo, the safety out of Virginia Tech, and Ellerson Smith, defensive end out of northern iowa how are you feeling about your draft so far you like it yeah i'm a fan give me an a plus uh, <laughs> you know brandon bean give me the keys to the franchise let's go uh, i'm sure it's just as productive as a, what a typical gm does <laughs> <laughs> yeah i would say from here on out uh like sixth and seventh round picks um again thinking about what it means for the bills and their roster. Uh, we're looking for guys who can either fill a niche uh, and, and possibly grow into a future role or, or somebody who brings something to special teams or to like the scout team that can be beneficial. Um, somebody that you can kind of bring with the organization. So I could give some examples of like guys that I'm looking at in the sixth and seventh rounds for me. Mm-hmm. Um, big one that I haven't drafted yet is the wide receiver or, or the offensive playmaker as it will. Uh, so I'm looking at a guy like Jalen Darden, the wide receiver out of North Texas. So this is a smaller, skinnier guy, um, very similar stylistically to Isaiah McKenzie, where he's a slippery guy. He can return kicks. He can, uh, you know, give him the ball in space and let him work. So not to name him in specifics, but that's the kind of guy that I would say hasn't been added yet for this team in my draft. Um, and, and, you know, once you get into round seven, two, it's like, all right, is there defense, like, is there a defensive lineman or an offensive lineman who we could work with on the practice squad? Um, is there a cornerback who's any interest? Um it really just comes down to what do the scouts say is, you know, I'm pounding the table for this guy. Don't let him leave. Fine. Let's, let's hear it. <laughs> exactly. So Jalen Darden was just drafted a few spots ahead of us. Um, are there any other wide receivers you're looking for? I'm looking at uh, Emir Smith Marset, uh, the wide receiver out of Iowa. Uh, I'm just, just a wide receiver wise. Sage Sherratt, the wide receiver out of Wake Forest. Kate Johnson, South Dakota State, Brandon Smith, Iowa, um, Austin Watkins, UAB, Josh Palmer, Tennessee. Yeah, I think uh, Emir Smith Marset can he can be that element for the Bills. Um, he he does have some like returning ability. He has some like again put put him in a screenplay, put him on a jet sweep. He can do that for the Bills. So yeah, 
Go for it. Okay. All right. Griff, is there a position? Are you, I mean, are you going to look at running back now potentially or wide receiver as well? Uh, well, I did, I did draft Josh Palmer in terms of wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I am decently set there. Um, running back is definitely a consideration um, depending on who's available. Um, who immediately pops out to me in terms of uh, who I like in those, in those couple of, on those last couple of rounds, Derek Forrest, safety out of, uh, out of Cincinnati. Um, he's a guy that just, he's, I think I just actually wrote about him in, in an article about safeties that we can draft and develop. He's a guy that has, you know, all the athleticism. He has corner basically athleticism, um, and is still, you know, six foot tall, still likes to tackle, still has safety, you know, uh, instincts. Um, but he's the guy that I think you, you know, you take that, that lump of clay in terms of athleticism and then you mold him into exactly what you want. So Derek Forrest was just taking a few rounds or a few picks beforehand um, in the sixth round. Is there is there another safety you might look at, like Tariq Thompson? Uh, yeah, Reed Blankenship out of uh, Middle Tennessee. Uh, no, he is gone as well. Um, okay, then uh, who are the running backs that are available? So the running backs, I have Khalil Herbert out of Virginia Tech, Jamar, Jermar Jefferson out of Oregon State, Chris Evans out of Michigan, Raheem Boyd, Arkansas, Elijah Mitchell, uh, Louisiana, Jared Patterson out of Buffalo. I feel like the Bills won't draft Jared Patterson because he isn't a really, really a speed threat. Um, but I mean, do any of those names pop out to you? Uh, Jefferson out of Oregon State, I think, um, can be a decent fit there um, in terms of in terms of skill set. You know, he can be a big play guy. Um, maybe if he, you know, he's not he's not super big, but he's got straight line speed. Um, looks pretty good in in like a. a more of a zone blocking fit, but he can fit in, in man blocking too. So I, you know, I, I like that pick. So last pick, I'm kind of getting an idea of, of all these guys that you like in the la- There's probably guys at the very end, you know, if you're talking seventh round, you're talking priority, you know, undrafted free agent realm where you just don't want to have to call a guy. There's a guy that you just like that much. I mean, we haven't talked quarterback. You wouldn't pick a quarterback at this point or any point in the draft, right? We're pretty good at the, in the quarterback room with, Mr. Trubisky and Jake Fromm, or would would you even does that even cross your mind if an unbelievable player co- shows up? I mean, uh, my wife would cheer if we picked Kellen Mond because that's her favorite college football player. And uh, but no, seriously, uh, I I don't think the Bills need to draft any quarterbacks this year. They they are set. Yeah, I think that's agreed. And and you know, it's not like this is a particularly deep quarterback class either. Um, especially towards the back end, you know, I don't think there's a lot of guys that, um, that wow me. Um, so I, I very much agree with that. I, quarterback's not even in consideration. So is there any, uh, position that you might look at, uh, Dan, just to, just to round up your draft seventh round? Um, is there, a, I mean, right now you've already taken a corner defensive tackle, offensive tackle, safety edge, wide receiver. Is there a running back that you might look at in, in this, in this round? Uh, uh like I, I could. Uh, honestly, though, I'm I'm sticking to my philosophy. Uh, running back is is off the board for me. We can we can call them an undrafted free agency. Um, I would I would look to double up on either a defensive lineman or an offensive lineman. So, uh, yeah, uh, probably best edge available at this point. So the best edge we have available is Michael Clemens Clemens out of uh, Texas A&M. Um, we have William Bradley King out of Baylor, Laron Stokes out of Oklahoma, um, Sam yeah, I... Sam Williams, Ole Miss. Um, 
TJ Moultrie out of Auburn, Taylor Riggins out of Buffalo. Yeah, I, I think I'd go with Clemens overall on the, on this one. Not not strong preferences. I'm not going to argue too much over a sixth rounder, but yeah, I, I give him that. <laughs> Michael Clemens, the edge out of Texas A&M. All right, Dan, to round out your draft, um, is there a position you're looking for in these in this last round? For me, uh, I would say um, I still want to add a safety. Um, there's not. I don't think there's going to be a lot of uh, great guards uh, that are going to come in at this round. So why bother? Mm-hmm. Um, is, is Christian Upoff available from Illinois State? No, he is not. How about uh, Tariq Thompson out of San Diego State? No, he's gone. Who are the available safeties? Ashari Crosswell out of Arizona State. Nick Pickett out of Oregon. Tyler Coyle out of Purdue. Todd Harris Jr. out of LSU. How about um, let's let's double up on edge players? Uh, right. I'll take a William Bradley King. Oh, he's there. Defensive end out of Baylor. You know, not as not a super great fit stylistically, um, but I think uh, at a, in terms of a seventh round pick, I think he can give you some value. Now, is he like a Daryl John? Not like size wise, but like as a developmental, like he has a couple of tools, but he really needs a lot of refining. I'm sure. Yeah, he's he's definitely toolsy. Um, he's he's more he's he's got a good speed rush. Um, that you know is his uh, primary uh, primary uh, method of attack, but. Uh, yeah, he he has enough tools to be able to to develop and keep around for four years and see what happens. All right, Dan. So draft is complete. You have Caleb Farley, the first round pick, uh, cornerback out of Virginia Tech. Christian Barrymore, the defensive tackle out of Alabama. Uh, James Hudson, the offensive tackle out of Cincinnati. Divine Diablo, safety out of Virginia Tech. Um, Ellerson Smith, the defensive end out of North uh, Northern Iowa. Uh, Amir Smith Marset, the wide receiver out of Iowa, and Michael Clemens, defensive end out of Texas A&M. Are you grading your draft in A plus like you thought, or I mean, is this is this a, a a really good scenario, or were you were there some areas where you, you wish you uh wish you had better options at? Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm all in all, I'd say I'm really happy with how, how things turned out. Um, I feel like both Farley and Barmore fell uh to be great value where I got them. Um, even with the concerns about Farley's injury history, I, I still think he's an excellent talent. Um, and I'm pretty happy with the middle round needs that I was able to fill as well. Uh, I'll, I'll give myself an A minus uh, because I just found out that Michael Clemens apparently is returning to Texas A&M next season, so he won't be able to play for my team. Uh, <laughs> but seventh round pick aside, I'm happy with how it turned out. Uh, now, now, what about you? Let's Let's go over your draft. Griff, we have uh, Carlos Basham Jr., the defensive end out of Wake Forest, uh, Christian Barrymore, uh, just like uh, Dan's pick in the second round, defensive tackle out of Alabama, Hunter Long, tight end, Boston College, um, Kerry Vincent, the cornerback out of LSU, Josh Palmer, the wide receiver out of Tennessee, uh, Jamar Jefferson, the running back out of Oregon State, and then uh, William Bradley King, the defensive end out of Baylor to round out the seventh round. Uh, what are your thoughts on this draft? And is that, is that something that the bills did you'd be happy with? Yeah, I, I, I'm, I love my first four picks. Um, I think that's, I think that's exactly what I'm looking for. If, if bills fans want to have Buffalo return to a defensive line, that's actually feared. I think this is the draft to, this is the draft to do it. And a defense in general. Um, this would be the draft is like Carlos Basham and Christian Barmore suddenly make our line more, much more dangerous than it currently is. 
Um, you add, you know, maybe contributors like William Bradley King in, into the mix and, and maybe it, uh, it helps a little bit, a little bit more than that. Um, you know, I think I, unfortunately, I missed a chance to um, improve the team's offensive line uh, along the interior in terms of uh, getting reinforcements there. But Hunter Long, I think, is a, is a player that um, is a nice complement to, to what Dawson Knox brings to the table. And um, they have somewhat of an overlapping skill set. So, you know, you don't know which one is going to go out uh, in terms of passing pattern or, or block. Um, you know, I think adding a, a tight end that can block is in some ways uh, can improve uh, the team's run game. So I think I, you know, I view that as, as an improvement there um, a little bit uh, to a certain extent. Um, and then, yeah, and a little bit, you know, I, I think I disagree with Dan in terms of drafting a, a running back late. I think um, there is room for a third contributor beyond Zach Moss and Devin Singletary in terms of just someone who can be a third down back and, and you know, a home run hitter uh, from that perspective. So I, I like that choice. But if I, had to, if I had to grade the draft the draft overall, I think I'm a little bit harsher, greater um, uh, than, than maybe Dan is. So I'll give myself a B plus. First and foremost, I want to thank you guys so much for doing this. Um, I know it was a lot of your time. Um, you guys clearly do some really great work over at the site um, and breaking down everything. I mean, you guys are putting out so many articles per week, each week of the season, and there's no off season for you guys. So appreciate you guys taking the time out of this that I could I could really scratch your brain because I've been talking to a, a number of different people around um, the media and and everything like this. So I'm glad I finally got a chance to talk to you both at the same time. Um, so where can they find all of your great work on buffalorumblings.com and where can they find you on any social media or any other platform that you uh, promote or, 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 uh, or do anything with? So uh, you can find me. Uh, usually I'm pretty, I'm decently active on Twitter. I'm at agriff426. Um, you know, uh, I usually post a, a you know, retweet, uh, all my articles there and, and are decently active in terms of the NFL draft community. So, uh, especially when I'm, uh, when I'm watching tape or, or when I'm just watching college football live, um, I'm pretty active on Twitter and, uh, you can always, uh, see my articles on Buffalo rumblings and uh, my handle on there is just Griff. Um, and obviously I focus more towards the, more towards the drafts pretty much 24 seven throughout the year. And Dan, where can folks find you? Yeah, you can find me writing articles for buffalorumblings.com. And uh, if you want to catch me on Twitter, you can find me at Dan R. Lavoy. Okay, great. Well, thank you again, guys, for uh, for coming on. Appreciate all the insight and going over probably about 100 different names tonight and uh, probably went over each name probably at one point. But uh, but thanks so much for your time and uh, look forward to, to following you guys through the draft and uh, seeing what you guys think of what, what the Bills actually do. Yeah, thanks a lot, man. Yeah, thanks, Nate. This was fun. Thanks again to Dan, Lavoy, and Griff for going over uh, these two seven-round mock drafts for the Buffalo Bills. It was really fun. I hope you guys enjoyed that and learned a lot from that. I'm looking to have one or possibly both of those guys on after the draft to get their ideas on which players the Bills picked. Did they like those players? Were there other players that they liked in certain rounds? And uh, get a feel for the Bills draft in general. Be sure to follow Dan and Griff on Twitter. Be sure to follow buffalorumblings.com through now to the draft, through the draft. And it's just, it's 
such a fun time. It's one of the best times of the year. And I have to promote that we're going to do a giveaway on Twitter. So if you follow us at CTWPod, that's like at Circling the Wagons Pod, we're going to do a giveaway there for some signed Bills memorabilia. I haven't decided if we're going to do like a, a mini helmet signed by a Bills player or a jersey or what. So be sure to follow us there. And also, we're going to be releasing another seven-round mock draft that I did with Bruce Nolan uh, just recently. So that, that's going to be released very shortly as well. That was a fun time. Um, so again, stay tuned to everything that's happening. I had, I was fortunate enough to have the brain trust of the Buffalo rumblings.com and, uh, the, the writers there on for this episode, but I have the podcast brain trust in Bruce Nolan on for the next episode. So stay tuned for that again, go bills. Don't take a running back at number 30 and we'll talk to you guys again soon. Yeah. It's the mafia, you know I'm rocking with the Bills. It's the mafia, you know I'm rocking with the Bills. It's the mafia, I'm with the Buffalo Bills. It's the mafia, you know I'm rocking with the Bills. Hey, who you repping? What's your team? Who you repping? What's your team? You know I'm repping for my team. I got that challenge on my team. Micah High Jordan Boyer, can you catch it? Can you? Trade day is like a mask, you're not catching anything. Matt Milano making plays, we not scared of any team. Best in the AFC, all the praise of Brandon Bean. You hear Sean McDermott clapping while I'm snapping? Do you? Jerry Hughes will get the sack soon as you snap it. Andre Roberts running back, ain't no just backing. Mafia, we on a ride and we got traction. We got BZ, we got digs. Dawson Knox with the stiff arm, treat opponents just like his Feliciano, Deion Dawkins, block defenders like the fence Hey, it's the mafia, I said no one on top of us I said no one is blocking us on top of our division So it's clear that it's no stopping us Google best team in the league and we popping up Hey, who you repping, what's your team? Who you repping, what's your team? You know I'm repping for my team I got a salad on my team it's the mafia, you know I'm rocking with the bills. Yeah. It's the mafia, you know I'm rocking with the bills. Uh. It's the mafia, I'm with the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. It's the mafia, you know I'm rocking with the bills. Hey, it's the mafia, I said no one on top of us. I said no one is blocking us on top of our division. So it's clear that it's no stopping us. Google best team in the league, and we popping up. Home game for the playoffs, but you already snow. Gabe Davis is a rookie, but he playing like a pro. Uh, going through a table, only time we ever fold. Can you dig it? 17, by to take us to the bowl. Hey, uh, don't you run it? No. Oliver and Trey Edmonds gonna be on it. On it. We got Corey, but we barely ever punt it. Cause we just running up the score on our opponent. We got Beasley, we got Dig, Singletary, by the juke him out of shoes, make a miss, run it in, Zach also throw the dig, it's a sick, Terry Johnson, pick six, to the house, take a flick, hey, it's the mafia, you know I'm rocking with the Bills, it's the mafia, you know I'm rocking with the Bills, it's the mafia, I'm with the Buffalo Bills, it's the mafia, you know I'm rocking with the Bills, hey, hey, who you reppin', what's your team, hey, who you reppin', what's your team, you know I'm reppin' for my team, Thank you for listening to the Circling the Wagons podcast. Download and subscribe to us in your favorite podcast service. Email us at ctwpod at gmail.com. That's Charlie Tango Whiskey Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at ctwpod. And most importantly, Go Bills! Nobody 
circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills, mate. <laughs>